0: The Dr. Taz Show, the podcast, Dr. Taz, Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know that I'm determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Joining me today from what looks like sunny LA is Koya Webb. Let me tell you a little bit about Koya. Koya Webb is a celebrity holistic health coach. She's internationally sought after for yoga. She's a yoga teacher, and she's founder of Get Loved Up, which is, uh, you're going to have to tell us more about that, and author of Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, How to Turn Common Obstacles into Seeds for Growth. As America's go-to yoga and meditation expert, Koya is on a mission to make healthy living, fun, and accessible on a global scale. Known as a transformational specialist, Koya helps her mere 1 million Instagram followers and celebrity clients, such as Stevie Wonder, India RE, P. Diddy, and Ashley Judd, achieve their wellness goals through the daily application of yoga, meditation, plant-based nutrition, and most importantly, self-love. Welcome to the shoy- show, Koya. I'm trying to rhyme here. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. You're over there rapping. I you. know, right? You never know. I'm, <laughs> I'm known for that. My kids love that about me. They never know when a rhyme's going to come out. But I am thrilled to have you on the show. You know, this is a really interesting time. I'm a huge fan of... Of yoga. I try to go. In fact, it's like my medicine. It's my prescription, quite honestly, in terms of keeping my mental health where it needs to be and managing everything. I'm a big believer in meditation. But, you know, we're sitting here in the middle of a massive global pandemic and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of anxiety. And I've got People everywhere calling up and asking, like, what's going to happen? What do we need to do? And I think this could not be more appropriate of a time to discuss what you do and what your message is and the role of yoga and the role of meditation in navigating something big like this, but also in just the daily, you know, struggles of our lives, the things that we go through at any given moment. So tell us a little bit more about you and how you got into this and what you're trying to do. Uh, well, thank you so much for that beautiful
1: welcome. And at the end of the day, I'm just like every person listening. I am love, and I we all have a common mission to love and be loved. And I feel like when you break it down to that, like, okay, why why am I here? This chaos is happening. What am I supposed to do? When you remember, I am love, and I'm here to love and be loved. It really makes it simple what what to do, what am I to do, it simplifies it because we get in our heads and we build up all these fear and then we build up anxiety and then it's like, okay, if we just think every day, how do I love and how do I allow myself to be loved? It really makes it a lot easier. So I'm a teacher of holistic health and wellness. So I teach people how to love themselves, how to love others and how to love the planet mentally, spiritually, and physically. That's kind of the breakdown of it.
0: Well, you say it so cleanly and so easily, but we know that that's really hard to do. I think self-love is... Such a challenge for so many people today. And, you know, I, I have some theories on why that is. Why do you think that so many people are disconnected from the central concept of that we are all here to love and serve and to remember kind of our spirit and things like that? Why do we get disconnected from that? And and why is it so hard to return back to that very simple message? Because
1: I feel like for mostly we're not accepting it. We want to pretend like it's not supposed to be or that, oh, it needs to be differently. But if we just accept there is light and dark, there is wellness, there is sickness, and we don't have to like it to accept it. I mean, I don't like getting sick. I don't right. like my family's sick. My nieces and nephew. no one likes it. But if we can just accept it, and then once we accept it, decide... Well, what are we going to do about it? Like, how can we love ourselves more, love others more so it's not happening? And we can take, you know, the virus, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a virus and we all know that we want to be practicing better health and wellness. So if we are building up our immune system and building, building up the immune system of our families, it would help it spread less. Oh, I love but, that.
0: That is compromise. amazing. Yeah
1: thank you. If we have a compromised immune system, it's going to be easier to spread. So instead of like you know, fearing, you know, is this going to happen to me? How about just focusing on how can I build up my immune system? How can I raise awareness of everyone around me, my community, my family, how we can build up our, our immune system so that if it, if it does come around us, we're not infected by it. If we are infected by it, we can heal from it and it doesn't take our lives. And so I think that's the way you can take this thing because, you know, we have the flu, right. we have other viruses right. that have come and take in many more lives. We have, you know, congestive heart failures right. that takes right. many more lives right. every single day. So if we can all just focus on how can we love ourselves more by eating healthily, by taking our herbs, it will take that fear and Switch Turn it, it around.
0: around. I love that. I think so many of us get caught up in fear. And, you know, it's interesting. I was looking at something recently and it was talking about the hierarchy of emotions. And fear and insecurity are the bottommost layer of emotions, right? That's like our basest layer when you look at like emotions. Shame and guilt. Shame, guilt Mm -hmm. fear all that's like that bottom layer. But up here at the top is love and passion and joy and all this other amazing stuff. And so I think part of everyone, and I'm not a spiritual teacher by any means, but but one of the things I've seen in working with people over and over again, I kind of think it's all our mission to pull up that emotional hierarchy and get out of the fear. And that's why I have such a hard time with leaders who are fear-based, but you get out of the fear, you get out of the anxiety component, and you you try to move up that ladder into joy, into passion, into love, which is exactly what you're talking about. What are the tools, though? Again, it's easy to, to talk, but what I've seen in the patient room or when I'm speaking is that people may understand the message intellectually, but they have a really, really hard time with how to put it into practice. So how would you take this beautiful concept that you've described and really break it down for somebody who's struggling with self-love, who's struggling with fear? How would they work their way up that kind of emotional ladder so that they understand that they are love and their purpose and their mission is to be love, serve, you know, remember the spirit, all that other stuff? How would they do that? What's a practical way to go about that?
1: That's such a good question. And I have, I develop what I call the daily mindful mindset to help people because fear is, is. Is natural. You know, I don't try to get rid of fear. I try to acknowledge fear and I use fear as feedback. Just like I don't try to get rid of happiness, I enjoy it, Mm -hmm. you know, but I know I'm not going to always be like bouncing off the walls. And just like I'm not going to always be in fear either. And so again, it's in in the acceptance of it and using it as feedback. So in this mindful uh, mindset practice that I do daily whenever fear comes up, because Mm -hmm. I experience fear every day I, I experience happiness every day i experience joy heck i might cry every day i remember I was listening to this podcast and this guy when well, you're fully living you're gonna cry every day you're gonna laugh every day you're gonna be angry i'm like it's exhausting i don't want <laughs> yeah. to cry but let me tell you i am living fully and i have so many friends and i'm 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 in so much i go through a lot of emotions every single day i'm also very sensitive or very empathic so it's okay and and i love it to be honest like i'm i'm happier holistically like you know looking at all of than i've ever been in my life but yeah Yeah. i cry often i am sad often i am happy often and, and i love it all so in this in this mindset you actually acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the fear, acknowledge what so number one step in this mindful mindset is acknowledgement, you know, because it's real, this virus has taken lives, there is no, you know, I'm connected to everyone in this world. So I, I just lost some of my family, Mm. you know, not my immediate family, but my family in these other cities that didn't make it. I'm not okay with that. That makes me feel sad. That gives me chills. I emotionally feel in my body un. Happiness, unsettledness right. about that those people for whatever reason, Laura immunosomes didn't know, lost their lives. That I'm not okay with that. Acknowledgement number two is gratitude. That's what's gonna shift that. Man, dang, all those people lost their lives. Like, dang, that just why do they have to? You're like, oh man, that sucks so bad. And then gratitude, gratitude. There are so many people still living. Gratitude, I still have my life. Gratitude, we could do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. So. You have to switch that fear to love and you flip it with gratitude, right? You flip it with what do you still have to be grateful for? And then number three is set your intention. What are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Because that empowers you. Because if you feel like, oh, I'm grateful I still have my life, but- eventually it's going to come for me. Right. You know, Then that puts right. you back into fear. Right. So you need a couple more steps so you feel like you're doing something about it. And I feel like we're all here to, again to love and be loved. So to love is to be of service, not only to yourself, but to others. So how can I boost my immune system is how I deal with this specific situation. Because my, my intention is to boost my immune system, get my family to boost their immune system and talk, talk to my community about how right now, and forevermore. It's important to live a healthy lifestyle, eat healthy foods and boost your immune system. So we don't spread this virus. So no more people lose their lives. That's how you shift it. Intentional, that's intentional living. And then the fourth thing is share, you know, and I kind of put that in the last one, but once you've decided what you want to do, you just share with other people because they're also going to hold you accountable. Like, hey, I'm going to have some more oregano or I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables. I'm going to eat more berries for the antioxidants. You know, whatever you're deciding to do, and we can get into that more if you want. But this is how I'm going to boost my immune mm-hmm. system, and I'm going to encourage everyone around me to do the same thing.
0: Oh, I love that! So, for everybody out there watching and listening to us today, so there are four key steps to really move you out of fear into this place of love where you will feel probably your calmest. you'll be with your highest self and you'll really be able to see things shift around you, including things like dealing with this uh, global pandemic that we're dealing with right now. And just to review real quickly to make sure I got it. So the first step is to acknowledge, to acknowledge the emotion, to acknowledge what's going on. I remember I had a Tai Chi teacher once tell me, say, say, to, the, say to that emotion, thank you. I understand you're there. Thank you and move on. So, so maybe it's a simple statement like that so acknowledgement is one the second one was to uh was gratitude correct to flip the fear yeah that's right okay so we want to flip it by using gratitude and gratitude so many people including yourself have talked about how powerful gratitude is when it comes to a lot of our emotions and a lot of where we are in a given moment and it really changes negativity. So gratitude is number two. The third is to set an intention. All right. So now that you are grateful and thankful for whatever it is that you have or what's in your life. So what are you going to do about it? Like what's, what's your forward motion? What's your action step is probably. And
1: right there, you can also create an affirmation. I like to say, change your limiting beliefs to a liberating affirmation. So when you set your intention, some people like affirmation some people yeah don't, but if you love it as much as i do just create an affirmation like i'm going to boost my immune system or my immune
0: system is fierce you know yes i love i'm a huge believer in affirmations and i was i just came back from a wellness retreat that i did in switzerland and the, one of the wor- women working there with me was like you always have to make your affirmations actionable with your hand like, just don't leave it up here in the brain, like actually get it out of the brain and move it onto paper or something physical, because then it becomes more real. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I thought that was super interesting. But so again, an affirmation and intention, and then sharing that affirmation and intention with your community and the people around you, because in some ways they hold you accountable, right? And it's that, that level of accountability that makes you sort of more, maybe more motivated to follow through and creates community around that intention or affirmation. So I think that's amazing. And you've created this into a program that people follow and walk through. Tell, tell us a little bit about that.
1: So, yeah, I I include these, these steps and a lot of the
0: practical applications in my
1: book, let your fears make you fears. It's basically a guide to things you can do every day to, if you are still, you practice these stuff and you're like, my heart is beating quick. I have anxiety. I'm really scared. I was like, you know, in Japan or in Italy mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm scared, you know, and you know, these steps aren't enough. You could practice breath work. I believe breath is spirit and moving spirit through your body can help really relieve some of that anxiety and that fear and say, okay, well, calm down go get tested because you don't want to cause yourself heart problems (laughs) on top of the other fears that you have. So the breath work really helps. I share that in book. I share affirmations, my favorite affirmations in every single chapter. I share some simple yoga poses like child's pose, just putting your head below your heart is actually an inversion Mm -hmm. and it gets the blood flow into your head and your heart. And that's going to relieve some of the stress. And I include more poses in there. Also a playlist, like my favorite play. I love music. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just like, just dance around. Yeah. The house and, um, I do what's called fill Your Love Bank. And you can take, a, I'll use a mason jar, but you can take any container and write down, like you said, I 100% believe in writing things mm-hmm. down. Write down all the things that bring you joy put it on sheets of paper and put it in your love bank. And when you're feeling down or you're in fear, just pull out of your love bank and do whatever it is. And my favorite thing is go out in nature, dance to my favorite music. But yeah, I share some of those things in my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce and share some reflections where you can, I have space in there where you could just write down like how you feel, and why are you in fear and I think sometimes just processing those emotions Mm -hmm. and just letting them out is a way to release them from your body
0: those are all really really great ideas let's talk about a couple things let's talk about breath work because I'll mention it a lot of times and it's again I feel like it's like meditation it's a word that's overplayed but then people again don't know how to make it actionable what are your favorite forms of breath work like if you know you're sitting there watching the news and all the coverage comes on and all that other stuff what it, Like I talk a lot about the four, seven, eight breath. What sort of breath work do you like to do? And you've got the yoga background too. So um, it would be right. neat to like even demonstrate for anybody watching today what we are talking about. Because I think, again, it's one of those things that people get in their head and then they don't know what to do with. Right. I think the easiest thing is deep inhale
1: and slow exhale.
0: Is there a cadence to it? Do you have people count or just naturally? I like do
1: to count to five. Start out deep
0: inhale for five. Exhale for six. So you want to exhale for longer than you inhale because a lot of people
1: rush the exhale. But the exhale is where you're slowing down your parasympathetic nervous system. And that's where you're bringing in the calm. So inhalation, exhalation is one. Inhalation and then inhale for five, hold for five, and then exhale for five. Mm-hmm. Those are the simple ones I feel like anyone can do like while watching TV or someone just cuts you off in traffic or gave yeah. you the finger understand it's okay just just it really does it works it, it does I know. yeah you can breathe in and in through the nose and out through the mouth but i think just working on i call it the three-part breath inhale hold and exhale okay that is like the simplest and then my second um breath work part uh, practice that i like is called kapalabhati breath or breath of fire where you pull your navel into your spine and it looks like this And you just keep pulling in, hand and you're exhaling through your mouth. No breath is coming.
0: Yeah. Got it. You <laughs> right.
1: don't do that in yoga class. It, right? I need to
0: practice that. <laughs> yeah, and
1: then you just lift your shoulders to your ears and exhale, take them down. Inhale, lift your shoulders to your ears. Oh, and you feel better. Relax. Oh, the shoulders are bad. Because <laughs> we hold so much tension in our shoulders. Right. So I would say the three-part bath, the breath of fire, and then inhaling and exhaling by lifting your shoulders to your ears and down. Those are the simple ones that I tell children's and corporate America and things like that. But I do holotropic breath work. So I actually have classes where I'm teaching people like, like how to really clear trauma and negative. And I think you really need a guide with that one um, that can watch you because it's really powerful. It's really intense. If you're you're in LA, I'm doing one this Friday. Oh my gosh, um, they're
0: trying to get me there next month. I'm gonna to have to look you up if you're doing one around the time that I'm there. Yes, yeah,
1: yes, and it has helped me because I've been, you know, through a lot coming as a country girl from Humboldt, Tennessee all the way out here wow. to California. Go girl! There's of, yeah, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of trauma and a lot of things I've been through, but I'm living my my dharma. I'm living in purpose, but it took me releasing that trauma, releasing that fear, releasing that judger, realizing the world is not against me. The world is for me. I had to release that victim mindset Mm -hmm. that I had. Mm -hmm. And I have a chapter in my book called I'm Not a Victim, I'm a Creator, because everyone even wanted me to be a victim. And I was like, I don't want to be a victim, (laughs) you know? And I understand, yes, things happen to me and things happen to us and things are happening in the world now. And it's good to acknowledge, yes, this happened and this was horrible, but then what can we create from it? And I like to acknowledge and then focus on the creation.
0: So this whole idea of releasing trauma, I think, is one of the number one causes of disease where we hold on to trauma, we pass it intergenerationally, and it just sort of perpetuates these patterns. And so I think but if there is a way that, you know, to release trauma for anybody out there listening, you know, there's so many things I often get kind of flustered, honestly, in the in, when I'm speaking to patients, because I can tell that they can't move from point A to point B, because they're holding on to something that prevents them like, I, you know, I've, I've said this so often, I'll, I'll paint these beautiful treatment plans, like, it's like all this great information, like all these concepts and big words and all this other stuff. And, and, you know, the majority of people move forward, but then there's the that group of people, folks that I can't get to move this much forward. And so, even with me personally, I can feel where the blockages still exist, and I'm constantly working to release them and get rid of them. And it's hard. And people talk about hypnosis. They talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. They talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, meditation and mindfulness. But I think that anything we can do consistently at home to release trauma is so powerful because we're carrying not only our traumas, right? We're carrying previous generations worth of traumas. And it's very easy then to fall into that fear-based victim mindset where you feel Powerless, you know, to move yourself forward. So, when you are releasing trauma through breath work, how long does that take, and what is that like? I'm so curious, you know, um, and I'm sure people watching are interested too.
1: Right. Well, you know, there's no one size fits all when it comes to healing. I'm a firm believer in, you know, um, this is a, a lifestyle, this is a practice, you know. The company that I created, get loved up. It's love yourself, love others, love the world. And it's a lifestyle practice of daily practicing self-care, daily practicing breath work, yoga, meditation, not just to heal from a specific thing. Cause if I'm honest, mm-hmm. I'll think like, oh my God, I feel so great that I was healed. Like I felt it leave my mm-hmm. And uh, and then next month, I'm like, what? Yeah. It's back. Yeah. You know, so I just want to be honest like, you don't have to be perfect to be okay. Yeah. You do not have to be perfect to be okay. And I think that's so important because, yes, I've healed a lot. But I remember I was in a relationship, I think, almost two years ago now. And when I was younger, and when I I got injured before I found yoga, you know, I I went through depression and I had suicidal thoughts. And I didn't think, especially after all this work, it was just two years ago, like the same year that I wrote my book. Uh So I'm doing all this work. I'm a coach. I didn't think that was even possible. I was in a really toxic relationship that went from like heaven to hell, mm. uh, like overnight. And I had suicidal thoughts and I went into depression and I was like, oh my God. And I felt so bad. And I was like, I, first of all, I felt bad because I was there. Right. And then I felt bad because it was happening to right. me. And I went through this whole dark space of acknowledging you were in pain. You just had a toxic relationship. It's okay. You're okay. And I had to coach myself out of this darkness and out of this judgment and out of this fear. But again, I was just putting on myself. I didn't just acknowledge, okay, you had to in the beginning. I didn't just acknowledge it was a very shocking relationship. You're very shocked. You're emotionally invested, physically, emotionally, financially Mm -hmm. invested and it didn't work and it's okay. But when I was judging myself, I just went lower and lower down that hierarchy of I went all the way down to guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you choose the wrong person? Mm-hmm. Can you even trust yourself? Like, it was so bad. And then I just start working my way right back up. Wow. And it's not like I never think about that because now I'm in a new relationship, you know, two years later. And I'm not going to say... That thoughts didn't come up because I have had a thought. I was sitting in the car with my friend the other day and I just cried. And I just cried and he held my hand and I just cried. He was like, Let's go. And I was like, I'm scared. This person is great. Mm. And they were like, he said, Did he do something? I was like, No, but it's I get good. It. And it's like, I was like, I'm scared. He's like, Well, maybe you should win. I was like, No, I think I should move forward. But you know, it was just that emotional, mm-hmm. I needed to release. Because until you enter something new that is good, you still have that point where you have to release the fact that you something can be different. Right. Whether it's a job, whether it's a person, whether you experience loss of a child and then you're having a new one, it's very, uh, very normal to feel like, oh my God, what if I lose this one? But you don't want to stay in that vibration. But you should be okay if you feel it, acknowledge it, cry about it if you need to, and then let it go. So then I let that go and I was like, I'm in a healthy relationship. This is good. I deserve health. If you're having a baby, I deserve a baby. -hmm. That that spirit is coming back to me. In a new job, that was the last job. It wasn't for me. This is the job for me. You know, and you really have to own the present. You have to own the now. Remember, you are not your past. You are not what happened to you. You You're not that frustration. You're not that depression. You're not that guilt. You're not that shame. You're not all those things. You're not your thoughts, but it's good to be aware of your thoughts and use them as feedback to where you need more love. Acknowledge all fear as feedback.
0: Is there a place in the body, especially you as the yoga teacher, You know, we are a head-based culture where most of us are up here, right? Is there a place in the body where we should go to to check in? Is it the gut? Is it the heart? Like, is it the third eye? Like, where, like, when all this is swimming and we're doing all this craziness in our heads, like, where do we go? Because that's another way, I think, for people to quickly be like, get out of here, go here. Mm -hmm. You're not all these things. And that's going to help us move up that emotional ladder. That is
1: such a good question. And my answer is, get to know your spiritual energy. Shen- <laughs> get to know your spiritual energy centers, mm-hmm. aka your chakras. So the chakras are spiritual energy yeah. centers in the body, going from your root all the way to your crown. And if I said just one. And they're more than the seven, but these are seven main ones Mm -hmm. that I personally feel when I experience trauma, I go through all of them because all of them affect one another. So I start with my root. Am I secure? Am I grounded? So whether it's like a bad relationship, a job, something personal, you want to make sure you're grounded. Even if you're traveling, have the smells you like, have crystals with you, have something that gives you a sense of security and safety is very important to dealing with your emotions and then we go to the second chakra, the sacral chakra. Make sure you're expressing yourself. We had mentioned dance. We had mentioned writing. We mentioned, yeah. you know, just telling someone. So so sharing expression is really important to make sure that energy center is on point. And then your solar practice are you standing in your power? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we give our power away, like, oh, this person is controlling me, or this job is controlling right. But when you're not in your power and you're not doing things based on what's being developed, divinely sent to you then chances are you're not going to be happy long term and then you go to the energy center of the heart make sure you're giving and receiving love freely so whatever relationship you is business whether it's home family work does it feel like it doesn't have to be a perfect balance but you have to feel harmony Mm -hmm. you have to feel like it's the kind of vibration or relationship that you um that works for you if if you don't you need to express and that's what we talk about when we go to the throat right. chakra, which is a net chakra, can you express yourself freely? And sometimes people, we need to write it down first, but then we need to be able to express our truth and express how we feel. So working on the each area is important. Then we go to the third eye for intuition. Are we taking time to meditate and do yoga so we can be divinely guided? If we're just going on social media every day, looking at the magazine, and I love books, books are inspirational. Mm-hmm. But in my book, I teach people, you are your own best guru. I am a guy, and I think all guys should be guiding you back to yourself because no one knows the best for you other than your spirit, your own. We all have unique spirits. We all have spiritual gifts that we are sent here with. I believe. And when you guide yourself back to your soul calling, using your intuition, you will be divinely guided. And then we go to the Crown Chakra, and that is a channel for divine guidance, really tuning in, quieting down, closing your eyes after you've read your book, after you've been inspired by social media for a time, sit, close your eyes, go within to work things out. So I think working with all of the spiritual energy centers when you're feeling frustrated, depressed, anxiety, not 100, will help you start to find a sense of peace and it'll help you heal.
0: Oh my gosh. So much great information in this little tiny half hour that I've had with you. We could probably talk for another hour. I feel like we need to go into a whole nother session about all the different chakras and what you could do for every single chakra. But all of this is. Well, I have
1: that in my book. There we go. I love it. Talk about your book. Tell
0: us about your book. Where can we find your book? It's already out, I think. Correct. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yes, it's already out. You can find it on Amazon or anywhere. Um, Good books are sold Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, I have an audio. I read it myself, so you can enjoy that. Okay. But speaking of the chakras, I have a full chart in here on the chakras, and I have tips where you can see if it's balanced or unbalanced. And then for each one, I give you five tips like, you know, dancing, expression, writing prompts you know crystals mm-hmm. you can use if you're into that aromatherapy you can use if
0: you're into that so we really go deep we really I really dive. In I need that book yeah. I don't think I, I'm looking around here oh, I don't think I got your uh, book right. so I need, you need it. your
1: address and I will get you a copy uh, ASAP we
0: will do that for sure well thank you for spending some time with me and for all of you grab this book There this is a fear based society and fear based culture we need to move beyond it I think the events of modern times are showing us how important that is and I I'm with Koya 100% on if we love ourselves and love our families and do the things we need to do to take care of ourselves, then all of this will slowly go away and hopefully be a story of the past. But thank you again for joining me today. I've learned a lot. I really, really appreciate it. If anybody listening or watching the show today wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: You can connect with me via my website, KoyaWeb.com, and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, also free classes on YouTube. Just search my name, Koya Web, and you'll
0: find me. Perfect. I love your name, by the way. What does it mean? Does Koya have a meaning?
1: Yes. Koya is Swahili. My mama got it from an African name book, and
0: it means strength and character. I love it. I had a feeling it had some significance. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. For everybody else, Thank you for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness, which now is on Spotify as well. Remember to rate and review it and share it with your friends. And most importantly, stay super powered and I will see you guys next time.